guys, and welcome to the We Believe Golden State Warriors Basketball Podcast, a sports ethos presentation. I'm your host, Sam Orlick. With you today on this beautiful Sunday here in sunny Southern California, getting ready to break down last night's game at home against the Milwaukee Bucks. And man, what a great game that was. But before we get into all of that, Hey listeners, please take a moment to follow at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter, the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis too. Again, that's at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter. Follow now. So like I said, great game last night at home in Chase Center against the Milwaukee Bucks. Final score 122-109. And, I mean, the Warriors basically maintained a double-digit lead from halftime and on, more or less blowing out the Bucks. Um, a little bit of a cosmetic score differential in the closing minutes due to garbage time, but for all intent and purposes, Warriors led by 15-plus almost the entire fourth quarter, and it was really... It was a very interesting game. So first of all, for the Golden State Warriors, uh, Steve Kerr opted to start for the first time this season, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Jordan Poole. And the result of that was the Milwaukee Bucks opted to face guard Steph Curry with a variety of different defenders, uh, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Wesley Matthews, Several different looks on Curry, and, you know, if if their goal was to stop Curry from scoring, I mean, they accomplished that. In 33 minutes, Curry had eight points, eight assists, a steal and a block, four turnovers, two threes on three of seven from the field, and did not attempt a free throw. So they definitely limited Steph Curry in his ability to score, but what they didn't do is stop anyone else on the Warriors. So... You had Andrew Wiggins finally hit the 20-plus point mark with 21 points. Jordan Poole, 30 points. Klay Thompson, 38 points. Good old Jonathan Kaminga, 14 points. So Milwaukee just had no answer for the other four Warriors on the court, not named Steph Curry, and they paid the price. Uh, The Warriors knocked down 40% of their three-point attempts 18 of 45 on the night only 10 turnovers four of which were from Steph Curry and on the flip side for Milwaukee they shot 38 of 92 from the field that's 41 percent 17 of 44 from three 17 threes uh, 16 of 23 from the line and only four turnovers. So this was a really interesting game in which it wasn't a lot of turnovers, both teams executing their offense fairly well. It wasn't like the Warriors um, made like 10 more threes than Milwaukee. Again, 17 for Milwaukee, 18 for the Warriors, more or less the same attempts, more or less the same attempts from the field. I think some of the big takeaways here for me are uh, rebounds, 39 for Milwaukee and 55 for the Warriors. Um, 
and then it was really just efficiency and scoring. Um, you had 14 and 15 from the line, from the free throw line for the Warriors. You know, I love me some free throws, some made free throws. Um, not all attempts are great if they're coming from Andrew Wiggins. Speaking of which, Wiggins actually was two for two, 100% from the free throw line. And after the game, he did answer some questions around his struggles from the free throw line, how that's taking him out of his rhythm, how it's been a real challenge for him. But at the same time, it's something he's been working on all season. There's not really anything you can do other than play through it. And it did feel really good in this game when he got to the free throw line. I believe it was early in the game, sometime in the first or second quarter, definitely in the first half and knocked them both down and just gave him that confidence. And you could see it noticeably. He was much more confident attacking the rim, um, challenging the likes of Giannis and um, Bobby Portis at the rim, um, taking threes, and just playing more of the Andrew Wiggins role that we had just kind of come to expect from him as all-star Wiggins, all-star starter Wiggins. And so that was really great from Andrew Wiggins to just get that bounce back game again. You know, on the last few shows, we've been talking about Andrew Wiggins kind of trending down. Um, obviously, the defensive intensity and and just his ability to be available and healthy and show up and play starter minutes, that's never been in question. So I just want to be clear there. Andrew Wiggins as a complimentary piece, you know, third, fourth option offensively and primary um, guard wing defender has never been in question. The, the issue with Wiggins lately has been his lack of aggression offensively, not getting to his shots, not being that go-to uh, post-up scorer, not hitting as many threes, just not being as much of a release valve to take pressure off of Curry as we've seen. And there's obviously a big difference if he's only scoring in the low teens versus when he reaches 20 points. And so... It was really great to see Andrew Wiggins once again get there against a team that had a lot of options to throw at him defensively. It's not like he necessarily had all of these mismatches to exploit. Milwaukee, um, while they have been struggling defensively in general, they do have a lot of larger wings that can D up with him. Giannis, Middleton, Drew Holiday, obviously, are their big three. So really happy with Andrew Wiggins' play. Um, he played 35 minutes. Jordan Poole. Can't say enough about Jordan Poole and how important he's been to the Warriors. This was arguably, this was a crucial moment for Steve Kerr and the Warriors and the coaching staff in which now that you have all these guys coming back, Draymond set to return on Monday, James Wiseman getting his second game with the Santa Cruz Warriors today remains to be seen when Wiseman will officially join the team, but you got to think that that return's coming around the corner. you got Andre Iguodala due to return soon, Gary Payton, Otto Porter Jr. as well. Um, I don't have their exact return dates, but you get the sense that it's coming soon. point I'm trying to make here is Steve Kerr has kind of alluded to the fact that this team's rotation, and as we gear up for the postseason and playoffs, the postseason rotation is going to be a game-by-game, matchup-by-matchup, play-it-by-ear type of situation. It's not going to be, here's my here's my starting five locked and loaded every night. You know, you can count on these guys being the starters. And so I really like that mentality. 
from Kerr in that it's going to be a committee by approach as far as who's in the starting lineup, who is going to make the most sense against the opponent, and also who's playing well and deserving of that starting role. And so Jordan Poole, without question, has been one of, if not the most important warrior um, in recent games, especially in this now three-game win streak, in that he has just been a revelation offensively. He is forcing defenses to really take account of his presence on the floor. He plays a very similar game to Steph Curry in the sense that he can pull up from 40 feet out. He is very effective dribbling and attacking the paint. He's an exceptionally well free throw shooter. And so putting Curry, Poole, and Thompson on the floor at the same time presents a huge challenge for opposing defenses. And really the first that we've gotten close to what the Warriors offense, the the potential that the Warriors offense has to generate and put up points in a variety of different ways, pick your poison-esque style, similar to the days of Thompson, Durant, and Curry. So obviously Jordan Poole, Kevin Durant, not yet on the same playing field, different positions. So I'm not trying to make that comparison, but the point is offensively, you've got three guys who can go out there and get 30 points on any given night. And so starting all three of those guys at the same time, really important, but Jordan Poole is just this very versatile piece for the Warriors. He can play the one or the two. Um, And in this case against Milwaukee, He thrived in this four-on-four role because Steph was basically out of the play, pulling his defender out of the play, and there all of a sudden was so much more space for Jordan Poole to operate in. Um, So many open looks from three, able to attack the rim, able to get to the free throw line, set up his teammates. Um, You talked about Jordan Poole and his line. So 35 minutes, 9 of 16 from the field, 5 of 10 from three, 7 of 7 from the line. Six boards, five assists, a steal, a turnover, two fouls, 30 points, and a team high plus 26. Actually, sorry, Thompson was plus 27, so uh, one point off in the plus minus category there. But you just see how he really flourished in this specific game in this role, and I think that there's really something there to explore further that Steve Kerr is definitely going to go back to situationally, and having those three guys on the floor when... You're not worried as much about giving up um, conceding baskets on the defensive end. Looney and Wiggins, you know, great complementary pieces to that group. In in this case, against the Milwaukee Bucks, who are very good offensively, but just did not have enough firepower to match the Warriors. And so Jordan Poole, man, I mean, this is just the best time for him to be ramping up and at the top of his game with the playoffs around the corner with all the reinforcements coming back and just giving Steve Kerr and this coaching staff a very good option for a guy who can go get a bucket, who can facilitate, who is really kind of coming into his own. And so after the game, Steve Kerr acknowledged that he has been exceptionally hard on Jordan Poole for really the entire season, holding him to higher expectations really than anyone else on the team at times throwing him in the doghouse, pulling him out of games, not giving, not just giving him 35 minutes, 
you know, taking taking away, changing his role when Clay Thompson returned, no longer being a starter at times, plugging in Moses Moody to be a starter and opting to bring Poole off the bench, even in games where Clay Thompson didn't play. So just a lot of tough love per se, because Kerr sees the potential for Jordan and really wants him to elevate his game and become the best player he's going to be. And that really means being a two-way player. So I think the quote was, you know, Steve Kerr saying, I don't want Jordan Poole to be sixth man of the year. I want him to be an all-star. And so that means playing both sides of the ball, but he is clearly um, really shining and growing into his role offensively. And so defensively, the energy and intensity is there from Poole. So I like what I'm seeing. It's not that he's not trying. And you have to think in a few years as he continues to uh, put it, put more work into his body, get more strength, work on his defensive principles and get those repetitions in. He seems like he more, he seems more than capable of having the tools to really put everything together. So Jordan Poole, incredible, incredible performance. He's going to be a really big piece for this team if they want to have sustained postseason success and make it to the NBA finals, potentially win a championship. So that's really great to see. The other big piece, obviously, to this is Clay Thompson. Man, 15 of 24 from the field, 8 of 14 from three, six rebounds, five assists, a steal, a block, 38 points, a team high plus 27. And I mean, it was just your turn, my turn, as far as Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole with their ability to stroke threes. I mean, collectively, they hit 13 of the team's 18 three pointers. Um, you throw. This is an interesting stat. Um, other than Wiggins, Poole, Thompson, Curry, nobody else on the team made a three. Uh, Kaminga was 0 for 3. Bielitsa was 0 for 1. Moody was 0 for 3. Toscano Anderson 0 for 1. Uh, Weatherspoon was 0 for 1. So obviously, you know, those four guys played a significant chunk of the game. Jonathan Kaminga is the only one who maybe would have dropped one in. Bielitsa, I think, he's going to take him, but <laughs> our expectations have dropped off significantly for Bielitsa being a consistent piece who can hit open three-pointers. Uh, Moses Moody, for sure, 18 minutes over three, so expect that to change as he gets more looks and, and gets plugged in. But anyways, back to Clay Thompson and this incredible night, who, again, another guy we've been talking about who'd been struggling. Maybe Steve Kerr needed to adjust his role or rein his minutes back a little bit with how Moses Moody and, and Kaminga had been playing. And Clay Thompson just really put all of that to rest. So he did not start the game shooting very well, um, but he did find his rhythm. And it was really Jordan Poole and Steph Curry who were finding him for open looks. And so this is the growth that we were kind of talking about, or not really growth in the sense, but as patience for Clay, letting the game come to him, not forcing it, being more of a catch and shoot guy, not needing to put the ball in his hands and do so much dribbling. And I mean, he was he was getting to whatever shot he wanted and, and he was making them at an incredibly high, highly efficient rate. So shooting 62 and a half percent from the field, 57 percent from three. Um, this was the most threes he had made eight in a game since he had hit 14 against Chicago, uh, which was two years ago in the season that he got injured. And so really great game for Clay Thompson. Really happy to see him get there. And you just see the effect that he has on this group where, yeah, you can take away Curry's um, 
you know, Curry's points and scoring totals. But if you're going to get 50 from Poole and Wiggins and 30 from Clay, plus the bench unit chipping in Kaminga, you know, 10 plus or so, that's more than enough for the Warriors to win games. And so teams are going to be really hard pressed to figure out who to stop. And they're going to need a plethora of um, long wingspan defenders, wing defenders, who are going to be able? Who are going to need to try and close out and chase down all these shooters? But this was an incredible game for Clay Thompson, who really played both sides of the floor. He had some great defensive plays against Middleton, and you just saw his confidence grow with every shot that he was making, and you just saw like Warriors basketball at its best. Um, this was a game in which. You know, everyone was passing and moving the ball. There weren't a lot of turnovers. There weren't a lot of mistakes being made. There weren't a lot of shots being missed. The Warriors were all over the offensive offensive and defensive boards. I mean, just really from start to finish, outplaying Milwaukee. The first quarter was pretty tight. Um, it was tied at 28, and then Warriors led by 9, heading into halftime. Warriors up by... 19 going into the fourth and then Milwaukee outscoring them by six in the fourth quarter. But again, that was really more or less garbage time. So, you know, that, that says something, this was very much a statement game. This is very much an opportunity for the Warriors to prove that they are ready to be a juggernaut of a team that we had kind of come to expect them to be as when they had gotten, gotten off to that incredibly hot start earlier in the season and you know this is without Draymond so yeah one game small sample size Milwaukee obviously needs to make some adjustments to their defensive schemes and intensity for sure if this was a seven game series I would expect to be to see Milwaukee kind of bounce back in the next game and this if this was a seven game series again as I just said so I'm taking this with a grain of salt but as far as cementing the Warriors as legitimate title contenders moving past the doubt of can they play effectively without Draymond and can this team uh, generate offense and, and be a force to be reckoned with. I think we saw all of that in prime time under the big stage in a game where Steph Curry had less than 10 points and had less than 10 shots. And as a team, we only committed 10 turnovers and it's not like Milwaukee couldn't hit a shot. I mean, again, 17 threes on more or less the same attempts as the Warriors. Sure, uh, seven less field goals made. But otherwise, I think this was this was just a game in which the Warriors wanted it a lot more than Milwaukee did. The rebounds were obviously huge. I don't think you would have expected the Warriors to have out-rebounded Milwaukee coming into this game. And so now... We talk about all these players returning for the Warriors and how that's going to just give Steve Kerr and this coaching staff so many more options to deploy and knowing that you have these interchangeable pieces and guys who can really step up depending on what the other team wants to do. If they want to try and face guard Curry the whole game, well, you've got Wiggins, Poole, and Thompson to deal with. And then, you know, once you throw Draymond back into the mix, you've got, you know, Defensive Player of the Year, offensive facilitator also um Kavon Looney in his own right continues to just play outstanding defense so underrated 
And this is basically back-to-back games now stopping Nikola Jokic against Denver and then last night stopping Giannis. I mean, Giannis Antetokounmpo held to 31 points, 7 of 13, 9 of 17 from the field, 104 from 3, 12 of 18 from the foul line, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, a block, 31 points, but minus 26. That was a team low. Minus 26 for Giannis. So, yeah, he scored 31. Um, but of that 31, 12 of those points were from the foul line on 18 attempts. And he didn't have double-digit assists. He didn't have double-digit rebounds. He didn't get a bunch of steals and blocks. He was relegated to shooting a bunch of three-pointers. Um, and that's that's really what you all you can do against these MVP-caliber players. And Giannis is definitely one of those guys. So... Man, Kavon Looney, Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jonathan Kaminga. I mean, that group of six is just locked and loaded. So I'm really excited. We've got we've got a few interesting opponents coming up. The Washington Wizards, Boston Celtics, and San Antonio Spurs. So three more games at home, Monday, Wednesday, Sunday. Hope to get the win streak. Hope to continue their winning ways. Now three wins in a row. Currently in a tie with the Memphis Grizzlies for the two and three seed. Um, Not that I think that that really matters, but I just do want to see them continue to play at this high level and continue to win games. So guys, just real quick, I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ethos when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. So, yeah, that's really all we got today. Kind of a short show, but I just really wanted to dig into this incredible win over the Milwaukee Bucks and call out the incredible play of Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, and Clay Thompson, as well as Kevon Looney. Steph Curry doesn't get enough credit for how, how much he plays the game and the way it's supposed to be played and happy to do so you know i think a lot of superstars would have been upset kind of being relegated into this well i can't really be effective i'm kind of out of the play and steph curry just takes it in stride and does what he has to do to help his team win and that's what a true leader does and that's what makes this team so impressive when you're jordan Poole or clay thompson or you're kaminga or moody whoever you are and you see that your top dog, one of the best players in the league, one of the best players of all time, is willing to sit there and score less than 10 points, take less than 10 shots, because that's what the defense is doing and how they're playing him, and more than happy to, how do you not buy into that culture and commitment to the coaching staff and what they're asking you to do? Um, At the end of the day, this team wants to win, and that's what it's going to take, and you just see this group is starting to hit their stride. We've got, you know, about 15 games left in the season. Reinforcements are on the way. And this team's going to get a lot deeper really quick. And so 
guys are, you know, maybe Jordan Poole doesn't get 35 minutes a night, but definitely think he's going to be hovering in the high 20s, low 30s range. Love to see Gary Payton and Otto Porter Jr. come back healthy. Can't stress enough what this team is missing without Draymond Green and how great it's going to be to him ba- to have him back there. Kavon Looney still on pace to play in every single game this season, the first time of his career. Would love to see that, although I do like that Kerr was able to scale back his minutes to the low 20s. I think that's a trend that we'll continue to see as they do want him to finish every game, or sorry, play in every game, but depending on the opponent, the matchup, and how the game's going, if it gets out of hand, just... Let him get a blow because we want him to be healthy. And then finally, James Wiseman, the mystery box. What to expect? What's he going to do? Love to see how he fits into this puzzle at really just the most exciting time of the season. So that's all we have today. Kind of a short show. But quickly, before we sign off, I also want to remind you guys to use code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also to check out our pals at mybookie.ag. Use code HOOPBALL at the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. Once again, this has been a We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast, a sports ethos presentation. You can follow me at Twitter at SD Orlick. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show. And see you guys next time.